0: Alright guys, welcome to Survivor Buffs. Here we are. Um, I know that this channel is pretty much just exclusively for reviewing Donda, um, but we decided to mix things up today, and we are going to recap the first episode of Season 41. Um, as you can tell, uh, I lost most of my voice, uh, so Gideon's going to go ahead and do most of, the, most of the talking today. I'll try to contribute where I can. Uh, we went a little... Partied a little hard last night. We got to visit our uh, Wendell's um, Wendell's uh, little Survivor bash watch party. Um, check out our Instagram for some cool uh, cool photos. But it was very loud, so we had to talk at the top of our lungs for about yes. five five hours straight. So I'm yes. uh, yeah. my,
1: my
0: my does my voice sound a little deeper than normal as well?
1: Yeah, you sound like you're gargling marbles, but it's all good. <laughs>
0: Okay. Um, Yeah, it was really cool. It was really cool. We got to go. I got to meet uh, Gideon's girlfriend. We went there with uh, Coach Drew, and so I got to meet Coach Drew for the first time, and I got to meet uh, Alexa from Survivor Specialists uh, in person for the first time. She came with us as well. But, uh, oh, man, we're super excited. I mean, we kicked off this channel back in um, the end of February. Um, You know, this this was the thing we were like – me and Gideon personally were the most excited for to start recapping live survivor season. So every week, um, after the episode, the day after, uh, hopefully around noon, we can, um, recap the episode for you guys. And I promise for, for future episodes, um, I'll be more enthusiastic and my, you'll hear my voice more. Um, yeah, but, uh, before we go into the episode, lots of, lots to decompress. Um, Gideon has uh, a pretty cool announcement about the channel.
1: Yeah, guys. So first of all, as you guys saw, we did hit a 1,000 subs on the Reality Pop channel, and that allowed us to do a little thing called YouTube memberships. So if you see, if you're on your desktop, yep, if you go on your desktop, right beside the subscribe button, is now a join button. If you hit that button, and it is $5 a month, Um, At the end of every single reality pop episode, you will get a little shout out. Your name will be mentioned at the end of every video. If you pay the $10 tier of the memberships, which is the second tier, then you will come on every month with us and we will host a little uh, reality fan get together with all of the members uh, and the membership. So make sure you click that join button. If you're on desktop, if you're on mobile, you can go to uh, the community tab and uh, join there. So yeah, anyways, that's that's all optional. Of course we are, you can watch us for free as always, me and Adam, there's not a paywall over us. It's just, <laughs> if you wanna support the, support the cause, support the channel, it would be greatly appreciated, yes. but yeah.
0: I should say, too, uh, if you get the Tier 1 membership, um, when we do interviews with our uh, past contestants, we've done about 12. Me and Guinea have done 12, and then we do um, international survivor interviews as well. Um, Most of the time, those aren't recorded live. We pre-record them, uh, so you would get access to those interviews early. And if you um, are a $10 member, uh, you could actually sit in on the interviews. Um, You would... You know, maybe maybe we get to a, a, be able to ask a question at the end or something, but you'd actually get to beyond Zoom, basically Zoom. We use Streamyard with um, with uh, you know Lex or whoever whoever we're interviewing that week. So it's a chance to actually get to meet over Facetime some uh, some survivors. Uh, we're gonna have some buffs too uh, for season 41, and um, if you're a $10 member, you get free entry into a raffle we're doing for some buffs. So stuff um all right I
1: think and sold uh, out, and,
0: right? and a pers- personal and a personalized uh thank you message from the reality pop team including coach drew if you're a coach drew fan yeah a lot a
1: yeah, lot, lot of coach drew uh fans so yeah okay i think we've sold out enough here and and we've been we've gotten everything out of the way <laughs> now it's time for what everybody here watching live is for and watching us afterwards if you're in the live make sure you drop us, uh, your thoughts while we're talking about it. Maybe we can respond to some of y'all's comments. This is live after all, so we'll try to get to you guys. But we're going to be talking about Survivor Season 41, keep the one, drop the four, whatever that is. Um, and our thoughts on this episode, just to start off, the overall reactions. And me and Adam were talking about this a little bit beforehand. It does seem to be a little mixed, it does seem like some people are Mm. like i love the episode other people are like i don't know how i feel like it was kind of a dumpster fire um overall i know me and adam were probably like the episode uh i liked it yeah we we liked it um but i understand i already see some people in the comments saying that they (laughs) weren't the biggest fans um but either way we're gonna dissect it
0: yeah Absolutely. Um, not too much. Um, I mean, obviously it was a two hour episode, so there is like a lot to talk about, but it's also episode one. So like there's not going to be any big moves or like a huge idle play. It's mostly just, you know, episode one is the getting to know the characters episode, um,
1: which, which I think they did a really good job at. And mm. I know you can speak to this a little more than I have because you watch australian survivor right but um i'm hearing that they took a little note from australian survivor with including those mm-hmm. videos from out of the island at their workplace
0: yeah yeah australian survivor goes a little more into it they usually have like a two to three minute video package for everyone um a bunch of footage from their their daily lives um so it's interesting. It's actually not the only thing I noticed that they, um, I don't want to say copied, but maybe were influenced by Australian really? Survivor. There's, a, there's actually a couple things uh, throughout the episode, but uh, that was definitely the big one, which if you are an Australian Survivor fan, that seems to be something that fans have been saying, oh, I wish U.S. Survivor would uh, d- would do this too, to show their backstories. Because at the end of the day, obviously the main reason why they don't is because they really want that feel of just, we're in the jungle, we're in the jungle, we're on the Island and any moment that's not, that makes it feel a little less real. But, um, so I get that from a production standpoint, but at the same time, uh, you know, seeing those little glimpses of their lives outside of the show makes these guys a little bit more, uh, relatable. And then when they get voted off, it's a little bit more, um, it's a tougher tougher pill to swallow so um it is.
1: and it did it felt like a little bit of a throwback as well just because not not Australian Survivor didn't do it first um but they have done it recently however mm-hmm. the clips from home that of course started with you know Borneo they included little clips then and uh you know there's those classic clips like i i remember you know them showing Boston Rob in the construction field you know like nice. stuff like that so Um, It did feel like we were getting brought back a little bit. Another thing that I felt like we were getting a little bit of a throwback was while there wasn't a complete theme song, they did include, um, you know, a little snippet of the original Survivor theme song. And me and Adam were, um, you know, in Wendell's party when we were watching this. And when that little hi hey, 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 like everybody started going absolutely nuts. crazy. Yeah, it gave me chills, dude. Like, cause everybody, you know, it's the theme song. Everybody wants the theme back, it seems like they just won't freaking do it.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: that that was great to see as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um it was cool, you know. The I feel like they did such a good cool way to start off the episode with Jeff sort of walking and Talking to the camera, it almost felt like uh, it almost felt like the start of like a reunion show. Um, and in a way, we are kind. This, this forty one is somewhat of one big reunion show because all the fans are reuniting with the game itself. If that makes okay. sense. Um, yeah. And it wasn't just uh, a thing at the beginning. Jeff talked to and looked at the camera a couple times, which I I don't know if that was like announced, but it definitely was at least like heavily rumored that that was going to be a thing that jeff was going to start uh interacting you know
1: interacting like with it. the fans i mean i'm you know I, i'm a theater guy i love it he kept it when, to a minimal yeah i love li- but i liked it though because you know I, i've taken some film classes and you know in film classes they're always like they talk about that fourth wall and, you know i mm-hmm. love it when people break down that fourth wall um it was interesting though you know like the you know, we, are, we aren't talking about Tribal Council yet, but, you know, they go into Tribal Council and, you know, Jeff turns to the camera and goes, first travel Council, let's go. You know, and that's just like, it's strange. It's, it's new, but I mean, it yeah. was a nice touch. I, I didn't mind it as long as it wasn't constant. I mean, i, I ain't mm-hmm. going to have a problem with it.
0: Yeah. And I did like the moment when he uh, gave out his Twitter handle, told him to tweet at him.
1: Um, yeah, Yeah.
0: Which I saw yeah. a lot of people did we'll get to that
1: we'll get to um, that we'll get to that yeah. don't worry
0: don't worry guys i mean don't worry everyone um yeah showing character backstories jeff talking to the camera one of the other new things um oh but talking to the camera i don't remember seeing that because i watch us south africa and australia and i'm pretty sure that's never happened in any season, so maybe they took this, influence from uh, this episode.
1: Made history in many ways, and that was just the first.
0: Yeah, well, one of the other new things to the show. Uh, see that that's the thing is, there's always new things. There's a difference between new things to the to the show and new things to the game. You know what I mean? Like new. We're not uh, like obviously there's, there's new things to the game too, but um, I think the biggest thing that's in this era is. The changes that are to the actual show, you know, like Jeff looking at the camera, like that doesn't affect the game itself um, or having backstories that just affects the edit and everything. Um, but one of the other new things that I've actually thought had had this idea of doing this um, uh, years ago was uh, and again, they kept it pretty minimal was that they showed um production a little bit you know they would show boom mics they would show cameras uh, not just at the beginning but there was a couple times throughout the episode where you know they would show like the wires they have attached um in certain moments um which I thought was cool again I I feel like I like these changes and I like that they kept them to a minimal I feel like if we're if it's going to be a sort of thing where we always see production it's just going to take us so out of out of it um but uh and then the, maybe the last thing is, and this, this they definitely took from Australian Survivor, I think. There was a lot of, like, slow-mo and action shots and, like, uh, handheld, you know, cameras. Um, yeah, we
1: saw that a lot during the challenge, uh, the immunity challenge.
0: Yeah, for sure. So what did you think of all those changes?
1: Well, I mean, the editing, I, I feel like – I mean, the editing was great on season 40, and I just feel like it was it was good now again um those slow-mo shots definitely added to it and um i mean i'm a big fan of the slow-mos of the breaking the fourth wall of the showing production as long as it's kept to a minimum um but uh i was a big fan of the editing that was like the first thing i noticed when the episode started i was like oh the editing for this season's actually uh pretty good so yeah i was a big fan
0: yeah some new some new editing tricks so Zoom in more on their faces, and I mean, I'm a filmmaker, so I noticed, um, and I'm an editor and a photographer, so I noticed a lot of those things. I think more than the average fan would. Mm-hmm. Um, of all the new new style of shots, they had a lot of camera movement
1: mm-hmm.
0: itself. Um, but uh, there it was so we started off with the marooning, no advantage at the marooning, but um, yellow team uh, had some trouble there. Just want to point, here.
1: just want to point this out. Let, let, let me, let me question you and everybody watching here. Did the yellow team have a tougher time than other tribes because the boat itself was yellow? Mm. Just, mm. Just, just, just throwing that out there because you know we're talking about the marooning and while there wasn't a real marooning where they had to gather supplies and get off, it was more of a challenge so they could get flint. Yeah. Um, you know, the boat is lined with yellow lines, um, and they, the, uh, last paddle that they were looking for, what is it wrapped up in yellow rope? So, um, I feel like yellow did have a disadvantage, even if they did suck overall, but still, I I did feel like they started out, you know, already on on the wrong leg because the boat was yellow. So of course they're going to have a harder time finding their paddles that are yellow. Right, blue yeah, and and stand out.
0: Hmm. Yeah. yeah, and then blue had trouble because uh, they forgot to. I I knew that was the case. I was like, how do they not realize that they haven't unclipped the back?
1: They were pulling an
0: anchor. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, like, I feel like Jeff had to tell both tribes that were in the water, like, "You got to do this. You got to do this. Don't forget to do this." I was like, "Was this challenge explained, or did they just say go?" Because <laughs> you know, when they're like, "I'll get," whenever Jeff explains the challenge to the audience and he says all right I'll give you guys a minute to strategize and then we'll go for it between that moment and when they actually play it's like a whole hour passes you know like they they run through the challenge they have people from production come out and like run through the challenge in front of them so they know exactly how it works um I don't know if it's exactly an hour but I've been told it's quite a bit it's not like They start right away, but I'm wondering if for this challenge, Jeff was just like, all right, go, and didn't really explain it that well, because it seemed like on all fronts, and I think, too, is maybe everyone was just so, oh, my God, I'm here, there's cameras, you know, a little bit flustered, so.
1: I I mean, I think, I think it had, I I think it did have to do a little bit with nerves and pressure and, like, Mm -hmm. oh, my gosh, this is the first survivor challenge, you know, and I, we, our tribe has to do well. which obviously yeah. blue and yellow filled in those categories. <laughs> and obviously yeah. green uh, got it figured out eventually and, and, and did pretty mm. good. Everybody had their hiccups. Green was able to overcome them. Right. But um what I found interesting is how far blue made it in the water with an <laughs> anchor attached. <laughs> yeah, there that was, was impressive. With an anchor. And we should have seen that as foreshadowing for the immunity challenge that, you know, they're a very strong tribe. They were paddling with an anchor. Yeah. That too. Yeah, that's a great, great point in the chat there. <clears throat> David trying to get up looking for the paddle and, and Jeff goes, <laughs> has Jeff ever done that? Like there's nothing up here, man. <laughs> like, <I promise>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let us know in the, um in the chat or if you're not watching this live, uh, let us know in the comments what you guys thought of the episode. Cause me and Giddy both liked it, but <clears throat>
1: <clears throat> Not everybody. Else. But we can.
0: Yeah, but we can we 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 hear you. We hear, we hear you.
1: you. We hear you
0: out. Um if there was one person who if I asked like who do you think had the most screen time, or if there was one person for this two-hour episode that you think had like the most focus? I know on,
1: I know who it is, but you can tell okay.
0: me who you think it is. <clears throat> I think it was probably JD.
1: Okay, so Guess how many confessionals JD had in this episode. I'll guess seven. Higher. He had eleven. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Had 11, of- eleven. confessionals, as opposed to the preseason winners' edit. Ricard only had four. Um, the second highest was Danny with eight. Yeah. They had a good. I saw a graph on Twitter today. So, yeah, J.D., this was definitely J.D.'s confessional episode. We'll see if the trend continues. Um, Yeah.
0: But. Well, he definitely got the most screen time of the Green Tribe, uh, which is surprising because the Green Tribe has Ricard, as Chantel, um, as Jenny, and Brad, and, like, you know, a lot of the big characters feel like are on the Green Tribe. And I caught it from the beginning. I thought the Green Tribe was going to be the fun tribe, the charismatic tribe, the, the... but also the dramatic tribe. Yeah, um,
1: our preconceived notions about the tribes were we correct?
0: Well, so we though. said blue. We said blue would be the best at challenges. I that think they were. We, they,
1: we, they that is what we said.
0: They won immunity, and uh, if they had unclipped that boat, they for they sure would have won. won. They,
1: they would have won. sure yeah. won. They were they were halfway to the buoy with an anchor, which is crazy yeah. to me. I'm no nobody points that out, but they were literally paddling and they're like, I feel like we are moving as much as we should. Well, they had a freaking
0: anchor. Yeah. I mean, Deshaun is strong. Sydney and Danny are great athletes. Obviously, Danny was a ex NFL player. And then Nasir and Erica, um, so they're great puzzle makers, I believe. So or puzzle (laughs) not puzzle makers, puzzle solvers. yeah, puzzle solvers. Um, yeah, JD kind of seemed like the main focus of the episode.
1: Um, it was definitely not always in a good episode. way,
0: though. Not yeah. always in a good way, though.
1: Yeah, they, they did kind of they did kind of give J.D. like that. What they did to Nick in Winners at War, kind of like he's trying too hard to make connections everywhere, like kind, kind, like they're kind of setting J.D. up to be like the try hard, like always in people's business character, even though people love him. I love him. I like him a lot. Mm. Um, but yeah. they did kind of give yeah, sure. him an edit. They did kind of give him an edit there at the beginning um, when he was talking about making connections with everybody. And then, you know, they, they have clips of after they get on the Island, after um, the challenge of him talking to everybody, you know, make connections. And then immediately after they're at the well saying they want to vote him off. Right. You know,
0: it's interesting. Um, because, uh, it didn't seem warranted, you know, it it's it wasn't like Ricard actually, who seemed to be playing a bit too much, trying to throw a target on someone a little too early. <clears throat> or um Deshaun or Danny looking for the idols, which we'll get to in a sec. Mm-hmm. Um it didn't
1: seem like
0: J D really did anything to put a target on himself. Just he, seemed like really, he, was being
1: he he very didn't personal. do anything. He didn't really do anything other than he might just not have been too self-aware and maybe got a little uber excited, um, you know, for the first day, because, you know, you're that, I mean, how old is he Freaking 20 now or 19 at the time they were filming something like that. I mean, the kid's straight out of high school, going into this game, he's a huge survivor fan. And what do all the great survivors do? They immediately go out Russell Hantz style and make deals with everybody on the first day. Um, and I think he was kind of, I think JD was kind of expecting that to happen a little bit. Um, and and, you know, expecting people to be really receptive to him talking to people and making alliances with people already because he was already slipping in, you know, he was having casual conversations, but then slipping in, you know, little sayings like, yeah, I got your back, you know, crap like that, um, already And that strategy. Um, that's, Social mixed in with strategy, which is a great way to play. But it, it, the the edit was kind of warranted because he did start off really strong. Maybe a little too strong.
0: But it's not like he was talking like strategy with these guys, right? I mean, he was. It wasn't it
1: strategy, like- but obviously he's talking to these people. And, you know, he's talking to these people so he can be in alliances with them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the I feel like the the edit left something out though. I feel like the
1: edit might have left something out because the edit made it seem like the conversations he had weren't genuine.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, based based on people's reactions to them. Yeah, like based, Sarah. On
1: the, based on the reactions, based off of the background music that's going on while he's talking, like they have this yeah. soundtrack going on while he's talking. Um, yeah,
0: like Sarah. When him and Sarah were talking, it seemed like it, it was going great. She was smiling and laughing. And then the next scene she goes to the well and she's like, Yeah, I don't trust J D. <laughs> so, yeah. I,
1: she says, she says, I think her exact words were, Yeah, JD's rubbing me the wrong way, you know. Yeah,
0: like yeah. That. And and maybe she was just saying that because he wasn't there and she just wanted to throw out a target early that wasn't her, which
1: Ob- obviously a bad move, but bad
0: move, yeah. um if I did a, since this we're t- sort of talking about the green tribe because uh, I'm going to forget their name. I think Green is Ua, maybe, but I'm going to mess, mess them up. Um, but if there was someone on the Green Tribe that I think uh, by the end of the episode was in the best position, I feel like it's got to be Chantel.
1: Of course. Right? And, and you know, if you could do a power rankings of the entire cast right now, I feel like she would be at the top because she's yeah. literally in with everything. Every conversation. Every yeah. com- she was in every conversation, She's right there in the middle where, where she wants to be. Um, the only person that might not like Chantel was Brad. And, um, you know, because Brad made that stupid decision of telling you know, like that survivor pre tens, uh, move of telling someone there that you want them to go home, uh, like what, what world are you on right now, Brad? But um, you know he did that, and even st- even that still, you know maybe they'll have maybe they have a little bit of a connection since he went for Sarah over Chantel. Um, yeah, that was, he still that, voted
0: with Chantel. So. He did
1: still he still voted with Chantel. Chantel, the, the they were kind of making it out to be like Chantel and Sarah were going to be um, mm-hmm. a duo, but obviously yeah. she jumped ship. To go be a duo with JD, it seems like now. Yeah. So. For sure.
0: But um, yeah, before we get on to the votes, obviously they had that uh, triangle versus water challenge. Um, I think those sort of things are cool. I just feel like I don't want them to be in every episode because they, you know, they. I feel like they, those sort of things would get old. Um, Which one would you have picked?
1: Sweat? I, or- would,
0: I would have picked the triangle.
1: How many triangles do you think there are?
0: well, there was forty nine I knew it 39? right away as soon as, as soon as they show the picture I knew it was forty nine
1: yeah, because everybody everybody on social media is like, that's easy. there's fourteen and I'm like, dude, like I thought it was like I thought there was forty nine or fifty you know everybody, every, everybody no, I actually I actually have no clue um, I think I so.
0: fishback was like eighty two or something.
1: The answer I saw the most, and probably like the most foolproof one I saw, was fifty. But oh wow,
0: I, I literally well, just said I well, was joking about forty-nine. We'll
1: said, never, we'll never really know unless CBS tells us, or if there's, well, or if they just copied something.
0: So I have a list on my notes, on my notes app, of questions that we're gonna ask when probes comes on to this podcast. I'm gonna add that to this question.
1: I'm gonna add, add this many, question to that. How many triangles were on that? Yeah.
0: Yeah, in fact, that should be the first, that really should be the first question.
1: It seemed like every survivor castaway that was live tweeting during this thing was like, why didn't you, why did you choose four hours of hard labor, just two people, over doing the triangles? Which is what we're about to talk about. Obviously, David had a problem with that. Yeah. But it seemed like everybody else was like, oh yeah, carrying water? I think they underestimated that a little bit.
0: Yeah, and then what's up with Deshaun and Danny looking for an idol? I mean, how can you do that? Day one. How can you do that?
1: Looking for an idol on day one, I guess they thought that they were far away enough that they could get away with it.
0: Well, Um, they were on such an open beach, and and, uh, some people are like, oh, they probably just looked for like a second, but the edit made it look like they looked for longer, but Nasir caught them.
1: It wasn't the smartest move, and you got caught. Now... I don't think I don't think that was the best move for Nasir either.
0: I don't either. Yeah.
1: I don't either because Survivor, or at like, least the way he presented it. The way he presented it. The way you should present it is probably talking to people one on one, so there's some mm-hmm. sort of confidentiality that in which in the way you're talking. Um, Nasir, while he probably could have used that against them, or he could have used that to bring them closer to him. Maybe he could have talked to them about it and been like, "Hey, I saw you guys looking for the idol, but." You know, just want to let you know, like, it's all good. Like, uh, we, all, we all do it, you know, whatever. Something like that. Yeah. But Nasir kind of did it in a way in which he kind of ousted himself. And the way Survivor works is if you say something about another player, they're going to find out. Oh, yeah. You have to be very careful in, in, in which the way that you talk about people. Maybe that's a problem, you know, with Nasir in his, in his real life and his, like, upbringing that he didn't really grow up in America and like didn't really have like social bonds with like people in America. And that's the way that people in America are, they're snakes. Um, but you know, that's the way it is on Survivor too. If you say, if you talk crap about somebody, they're going to find out.
0: Yeah. Well then uh, it was a great move by Sydney to then tell them. And I think with that move, with letting them know that move, in my opinion, puts Sydney as number one on the blue tribe because Sydney's, even though
1: Sydney, as we already guessed is already working her way up, you know,
0: she's, she's been very low key thus far, but, um, yeah, with, 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 um, cause Erica wasn't really, she didn't really do much this episode. It definitely wasn't her episode. Danny and, uh, Deshaun kind of went down because they got caught. And then the seer kind of went down because Sydney basically snitched on Nasir, but Nasir she snitched on them is to the those bottom. two guys. Yeah, Nasir, So now she's in with everyone.
1: Nasir is in trouble. To, to You know, just to kind of preempt, I know this is a post-show, but to kind of talk about what's going to happen next, I mean, that guy's in trouble. If he works his way out of it, more mm-hmm. power to him. But um, he really ousted himself there talking about how, you know, they were looking for idols. Like, I know if I was a castaway and somebody's trying to you know, catch me looking for idols. I'll try to get them out ASAP.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't have too much to say on the, like the summit thing. Um, I think it's a cool idea. I wouldn't mind it if it was, again, if it was like sparingly, I feel like if they do that every episode, it's just going to put targets on people's backs unfairly and And um, it's kind of like Island of the Idols. I feel like it's just, does this really have to be a thing that happens every episode that someone goes feels like most of the time it doesn't lead to anything. And, of Here's course, the- in the end, Tommy, the one person who didn't go, won. So,
1: Yeah. Well, to, if you do want to talk about the summit, we can talk about it. But, um, one, I feel like, you know, there's a little bit of an alliance there with the three men who did go. And, two, which a lot of people brought this up on social media already, you risk your vote, um, you know, if you're a smart player. Because, one – The first final tribal council, or or the first tribal council, while it is usually a wild one, it usually doesn't come down to like one vote. It's usually like a landslide. You just got to be on the right side of the numbers, you know, and that's based off of your own social skills. Also, if I would have met Danny at that summit, I would have gotten the vibe that he was going to protect his vote. So, because of that, I also would have risked my vote as well. It is risky. It is a high risk, but I feel like that extra vote for the rest of the game really outweighs, you know, losing your vote for the first final travel. Uh, that really wouldn't matter anyways.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I would have risked it too. Um, so, why don't we just get to uh, what everyone's talking about? Um. Before the challenge. Since, the, since this episode aired, um, before the challenge, uh, Jeff asked Ricard. Um,
1: Ask the whole cast.
0: Yeah. Well, well um, yeah, he had asked the whole cast at the very beginning uh, Do you guys mind if I keep saying, Come on in. Come on in, guys. Which, of course, is okay. Jeff's, um, you know, one of his uh, survivor isms or Jeff isms. Um, and if we get rid of it that's also idled out opening his YouTube channels videos. Um, so that's going to have to be censored. Um, no, but, um, so Jeff, if you, in case you forgot, Jeff asked if, uh, if I can still say guys, Evie kind of spoke on behalf of everyone and said she was cool with it and everyone sort of nodded. And then, uh, the next day Ricard said, uh, I actually don't like it. Um, and man, it has caused, uh, probably the most talked about thing from the episode is, is that. So, Ricard, I feel like, has gone from being, um, sort of the the main win, most people's pick to win, to probably being the most disliked of the season. Thus, I mean, it's only been one episode. So, um,
1: yeah, but Ricard is not having an easy time on social media, to say the least, yeah. right
0: now. Yeah. Um, So we'll give our opinions on it. My opinion is, one is I always feel like um, you should always say what you feel unless that's going to hurt someone. And what Ricard said does not hurt anybody. And uh, people are like, oh, maybe, you know, no, everyone agreed with Evie. But clearly Ricard didn't agree with Evie and he didn't say anything. Maybe there was other people on the tribes that was like, yeah, I actually would prefer if we didn't say guys, and Ricard sort of spoke up for them. We don't know. Um, But I, I, the way I live my life is you should always say how you feel, and so I applaud uh, Ricard for doing that, even though I personally don't. um, You know, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I personally feel like guy is, I mean, I say guy to girls all the time. I say um, you know, to me guy is a uh, what do you call it? Gender neutral word. Um, so I don't fully understand his uh, his opinion, but that doesn't mean I'm going to go on Instagram or Twitter and be like, "You suck! You're, you should be t- you ruined the show." Did you see the one the one message on his Instagram? Oh man, that's crazy. Um, yeah, that's that's just crazy. So I definitely don't get why people are freaking out over Ricard's comments, even if you don't understand it or agree with it like myself, it's still nothing to, for, you know. And the other thing, too, is they didn't really give him enough time to explain his reasoning, so hopefully we can clear the air. <laughs> hopefully we can get Ricard on the show, on Survivor Buffs, after the season, and he can fully explain uh, his reasoning. But it also might be such a thing in the past by then. Um, that's my opinion. I, th- I think people are way overreacting.
1: I agree. And, you know, we have no way of knowing Ricard's train of thought. Um, I feel I feel if anybody was going to speak up about the guys thing, I figured it would be Ricard. Um, Yeah. Not only because he is um, queer, but also because he's married to a trans. He has a transgender husband. Um, So I figured he would speak up about it. Um, Now, me personally. I, I, I thought that guys was gender neutral. Um, but if some people you know, feel uncomfortable with guys, it ain't my place to say that somebody else isn't uncomfortable so I don't really give a crap. I don't really care. Um, you know, replace it with come on in kings and queens and everything in betweens or something you know but um, I mean I just hold the position of I don't care. Um, just be, you know it's one of Jeff's isms. But um, as we've seen, they change throughout time. And uh, if it changes now, I'm I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna cry about it. It's not gonna ruin the entire season for me. What I will say is I do like it when politics and social issues are kept out of Survivor um, just because you constantly are barraged with it uh, like your entire life with media right. and the news and everything and Survivor's an escape. From reality, however, survivors also a social experiment, so it's hard to keep some social aspects out right. of it. Um, however, I really feel like after this episode, everything will be toned down immensely, and we won't see that as much. Even though, I mean, I don't really give a crap.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, this I agree. There's really only one Jeffism that like can never be changed. The Travis Logan. This- the tribe has spoken, yeah. and I feel like there's no way that ever would. Um, but uh, we get to the challenge, and, you know, not a super interesting challenge. But, like, it's one we've seen before. Wasn't really that epic. The puzzle was kind of cool at the end. Don't know what's up with uh, – it's been two challenges, and we've already had three, like, huge mistakes with the uh, with the paddle – or no, four mistakes. So the, the paddle missing, the not unclipping the boat, and then Nasir dropping the bag, which Jeff so could have let him know before they went all actually, the way down. The actually,
1: actually, dropped the bag.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Um, I thought it was Nasir. Nasir uh,
1: went back and picked it up. Deshaun Deshaun carried two oh, bags, okay. put them on, dropped one okay.
0: of them. All right. And then at the end, uh, they were the Green Tribe was doing the puzzle and missed a bag. It's like it's day one, two. Why are these guys? for it's not like it's day 30 and it's like oh or we're mentally we're just not all there and they're forgetting things then i understand but the first day or two i mean four huge mistakes uh oh, it's just you know uh but huge comeback for the blue tribe um i think they're clearly the most well rounded when it comes to challenges as we predicted here in survivor pups um but uh yeah, so Ricard uh, sort of continued his uh, target on J.D., which personally I don't think is smart because, um, you know, when you paint a target on someone this early, the two biggest things you can do to do so is saying, oh, there's such a big uh, social threat, which clearly J.D. wasn't because people were saying he's they're, he's rubbing them the wrong way. Or because they're a big um, athlete or, or – or, uh, Like the opposite, like a a liability and challenges, which JD is not. So Ricard, from what the edit showed us, didn't seem to have any grounds to his targeting for JD. So I wasn't too surprised when JD ended up not getting voted out because there really wasn't any reason to. You know, I guess because he didn't believe him. But
1: yeah, and, you know, Ricard always like it. It seemed like almost immediately, Ricard was like honing in on JD um, as his target. Um, and I, I, I mean, I can kind of get that because he might be that power threat to Ricard because I think you know Ricard does want to take control of of his tribe and of the game, and yeah. JD might be the obstacle that gets in the way of that. Also, because. Um, JD sucks at telling the truth. Like when he was telling the story after he got back from the island, it did seem a little off. Yeah. For the most part, he was telling the truth. Like he, it seemed like at least maybe this was just the edit, but it seemed like he was struggling just saying like,
0: what actually happened. Yeah,
1: what actually did happen. So if I'm a tribe mate of his, I'm like, dude, like you're stumbling over your words telling me this stuff. I'm not sure I believe you. Um, Danny get a, did a good job of uh, talking about it because he told the complete truth and he didn't stutter. And same with Xander. Xander did a good job and he was surprisingly open about the fact that he did risk his vote. Um, but he took the angle that this is for the tribe. I'll put my neck on the line for the tribe. And everybody seemed to buy it. Um, you know, it, yeah. if Evie and her confessional was saying, I mean, he, he I, I don't mind it at all. so right. but you know, obviously, jD's lying, but he even like he was struggling just to say what actually happened. So Ricard was probably basing his target off of that as well.
0: Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. So, um, and again, it just goes to show how great a position Chantel is because no matter what person's name was being thrown out as a potential vote off, she was always in that conversation. Um, even when Brad was saying Sarah to her face, Chantel was was still there. So, and like I said, you know, I know I didn't have Chantel too highly, in our two preseason analysis. But what I did say is the reason why is because she's so this big ball of high energy and typically on Survivor, those high energy people come across as annoying and get voted off pretty early. But what I said was if she is able to sort of hone that in and calm down when she's in front of people, I think she could get far. And it seems like she's doing just that. It's so like I said, yeah. if I could pick, if I could pick someone who I think is like at the um, uh, sort of like perform best, in the best position on each tribe, I think it would be Sydney on the blue tribe, Chantel on the green tribe. And for the yellow tribe, it's a little tough. I honestly might say Evie for the yellow tribe. It seemed like she was the one person who was in every conversation. Where is she on the confessional list? She had a um. couple.
1: She did have a couple. I, I I can't. I don't. I can't say it off the top of my head, and I'd have to go track it back down on Twitter. Okay. But yeah, about Effie. Effie was like preseason, probably most hated. Now people are starting to like her a lot more. Um, yeah. Exactly what me and Adam said. Hate is never deserved preseason because you don't know anything about that person. Effie was. She said her hobby's hating men, yet um, at her tribe. Her uh she like wants to work with David and like wants to work with Xander. And Xander, yeah. Yeah, the men, um, which I like to see that. So um I think that I think Evie's really in with, with everybody. Um so yeah, I would yeah. put her at the top of that tribe. Um and for for Blue, I think somebody that you're forgetting to mention is Erica, who carried Blue in the challenge with the puzzle. Yeah. So I yeah. feel, I feel like because she carried. Did she, she had, have any
0: confessionals? I feel like I didn't hear her talk at all.
1: She had like one or two, not that much, but but I mean, she um, she carried blue into winning the entire thing. She 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 went through that puzzle quick. I think Deshaun was just a little helper, handing her the pieces. She was ripping through it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um. So two tribes got uh, had to vote someone out. On the yellow tribe, it was um, between Tiffany and Abraham. And on the uh, green tribe, it was between Sarah and JD. Uh, we already talked about uh, Sarah, obviously, was just because of you know poor performance of the challenge. Similar to Tiffany and Abraham, kind of the two older, weaker,
1: physically Abraham, weaker, non-athletic. Abraham didn't make a lot of sense to me because he did good in the challenge. He was carrying two bags, like he was their strength. And with them kicking him off, he was blindsided. Um, I wasn't blindsided by that vote because I knew they were throwing out his name a little bit, but I was just like, it doesn't make a lot of sense for your tribe voting him.
0: Yeah, I think (laughs) it was just more of a thing of he vibed the least with Uh, everybody. I think that was really good. I think everyone really liked Tiffany. Um, and I was worried there because Tiffany was my winner pick. Um, uh, I was worried there at the at the beginning, but it, I think people just chose Tiffany because I think they just liked her, liked her presence a lot better. Abraham just seemed like he was so, you know.
1: Tiffany did not a have a strong. strong start. She did not have a strong start at all. But her, it's like she said. She said it in her confessional. She's really good at being social, and uh, yeah. you know, obviously that's true because she got in with everybody. Pretty quick. The, um, Abraham's an older guy and she's an you know. older woman, but it's just um, Eric, which he was on my fantasy team. But um, I mean, it's pretty much what I thought would happen is that you're like the older military guy and you can't relate to anybody else. And it, it did seem like that's what happened, even though he wasn't a liability in challenges.
0: Yeah. Who had Sarah on the team? You. Did I?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, so those those two went home. Uh no one played their dice. Oh, what are your thoughts on the whole uh
1: dice rolling thing? So a sixteen point seven percent chance to get safety. I mean yeah, and also can you only use it once? I don't know. They haven't really so like- there's there's a lot of things that we don't know about the dice challenge um, or the dice mm-hmm. roll that yeah. we'll have to figure out when it happens. Like if you use it, does my chances of getting it now increase to one out of five if I if I do it too at the same time as you? Like right. I don't know, like they haven't they haven't like harped on it too much. Maybe we'll learn more about it when it gets played. Um I know for me personally. Um, and for the tribe, you know, you can use it strategically. You can make someone feel like they're going to go home and try to flush out of vo- and like try to flush away their vote. But then you also take that risk of them becoming safe. Um, so I think because of that this season, we're going to see a lot of splits. We're going to see some strategy like trying to make people scared of going home. There's a lot of different ways you can play this angle.
0: Just to show everyone our fantasy teams so you can see where we're at. Um,
1: oh, wait. I freaking got her?
0: Yeah, she was your uh, first female pick.
1: I didn't even remember that. Yeah. Well, look at me, guys. I'm doing so great already. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. So... Yep, that's our fantasy teams. We'll show you this. We'll show this this graphic to you guys every week, so you can see where we stand. Um,
1: I'm down. If you missed down two players already.
0: If you missed our fantasy draft, we're not doing any sort of points or, you know, how many people you have at the end or whatever. We're just doing. We'll do that in the future. If this first time, we're just doing. Uh, whoever has the winner wins the fantasy draft. Um, Which is still gonna be me. So, <laughs> um. Also, one last thing I wanted to add: uh, Jeannie voting for Ricard. Such just a rogue vote, or was there any uh strategy? There, there
1: was there was reasoning behind that. I think she recognizes that Ricard is th- turning into is like trying to get into a power position, and I think Jeannie wanted to shake him up. Their strategy to throwing out a vote that you know is not going to matter. But shaking them up because um, Ricard will wonder who that is. Jeannie's not going to admit to it, hopefully, and hopefully that'll like shake the tribe dynamics up so Jeannie can get in with people. I don't think it was rogue. I think there was some meaning.
0: All right, we'll see. Um, people
1: might disagree with me, but
0: who who do you guys uh, for those watching in the live chat? Who do you guys think is uh, going home next week? I'll I'll, I'll give you my. We'll give you our predictions. So uh, while you guys are ty- typing that up, um, who's your uh, – oh, getting him out of froze. One of us froze. Either I froze or you froze.
1: I froze. There you go. I
0: froze. Okay. We're good. Sorry. Um, all right. Well, everyone everyone type in your uh, who you thinks going home next week. While you're doing that, uh, we'll give our – every week we're going to give uh, performance of the week who we thought – based you know based on what we saw – um, who gave the best performance? I think we're gonna agree on this one.
1: Uh, my performance of the week, um, this episode, I'm actually, I'm gonna give it to, I'm gonna give mine to Chantel. Um, I feel like I feel like she's in with everybody. She made the right moves. While JD was flashy, and I'll give him my honorable mention uh, because he got that extra vote managed to come in as the biggest target and leave with no votes, which is very impressive. Chantel, if you look at who's making those good social moves, it's all her right now within her tribe. Um, She is locked in with almost everybody, and she would have to mess up big time to go home soon.
0: Yeah, I actually have a somewhat controversial pick for performance of the week. I'm actually going to go with uh, Sarah. No, I'll go with uh, I'll go with Chantel as well. Um, I think we covered her covered her enough. But um, <clears throat> all right, ask you guys uh, who you thinks going home. Uh, Incognito says Nasir. We have a couple couple Nasirs. Um, Christians. Uh, I don't know Christians. why
1: people would think David's going home soon. He seems pretty in with people. He hasn't really rustled any feathers.
0: Someone said Ricard. Oh, Ty also said Nasir. Someone said Ricard. I gotta go back.
1: I can see Ricard going home.
0: Yeah, I can see Ricard going home. Um, I could
1: see it. I could see it happening.
0: But I also could see Ricard win.
1: I could also see him winning too. It's just we're always gonna feel like Ricard might go home because his threat levels,
0: right? Yeah. High. I feel like just like everyone at home is like, "Wow, Ricard has winner vibes." Like on the island, they're thinking the same thing. Well, wow, this guy feels like a winner, like I a survivor feel like,
1: I think I think J D probably feels that the most because yeah. Ricard's honing his energy on getting that guy out, and he's like, Man, this guy's coming after me. I gotta fight back. I think right. we might see battle a battle between Ricard and J D.
0: That'd be cool. I'm for it. I'm for it. Uh-huh. Oh, cool. Is that it? Did we cover everything?
1: I think we covered pretty much everything that was important. I mean, the Eric vote, it was pretty straightforward. Uh, yeah. He got blindsided. He just didn't vibe with everybody the most. We've already, you know, it seems like physical suicide, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we covered the vote out of Sarah. Um, we could I guess we could talk about that a little more. I mean, with with the Sarah vote out, they changed last minute um Ricard switched off of his target on JD to get after Sarah obviously they discussed that at tribal council they were whispering to each other the whispering is back they're whispering at final (laughs) tribal again um and they switched their target over to Sarah we talked about the genie rogue vote Mm -hmm. and um Brad got what he wanted um Chantel is is now going along with JD and Maybe Ricard, maybe, maybe Ricardo and JD will be bonded together through Chantel, but we'll see.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Um, well, guys, thanks for everyone that was here in the live chat. Uh, if you're watching this later on or on uh, Spotify or Apple podcast or Google podcast, um, thanks for listening. Um, if you go to YouTube, drop us a comment. Uh, tell us what you thought of the episode. Who you thinks going home next week? Who your performance of the week is? Um, go ahead and join our Discord. We're going to be talking about the season uh, up in our Discord all season long. Um, check out our TikTok. And um, if you haven't already, subscribe, like, <clears throat> losing my voice even more. Join. Uh, join. We got memberships now. You can be our first member. What, you know, 10, 10 years from now, when we have thousands of members, you join now, you'll be one of those, you'll be one of the originals, the That's OGs. Right.
1: That's right.
0: You know, so. Pretty big deal, yeah. Big deal. Um, again, we're going to cover this every week, the day after the episode, and um, in future episodes, I won't uh, sound like a ninety-five year old man. That's right. Yeah. Um, unless Wendell keeps throwing watch parties, blame Wendell. All right, guys. Um, you <laughs> have a good one. Oh, did I say guys again? All right. Everyone have a good one, and uh, we will see you next week. Go Sydney.